Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. And one of the great things about National Novel Writing Month is how it has inspired so many other people and so many other organizations to really kind of grab onto that format of doing something every day for 30 days and expanding it to different ways. We see that right now, like with the, with the National Podcast Post Month Challenge. And we also see it every April. In which is known as National Poetry Month because there is a challenge every April called the National Poetry Writing Month Challenge, NAPORIMO. And my guest for today, author Dana Lockhart, is, is very well versed in this because she has taken on that challenge and not only succeeded, but she was also able to incorporate the poetry that she made during that month into her book, and she's here to tell us about it. Dana, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Having a great time at Archon here. Yes, I am Dana Lockhart. I'm primarily an urban fantasy author, but I've been an on-and-off poet for most of my life, but never really had the gumption to actually pursue publishing and like poetry until I joined a poetry organization in my local town of Hannibal, Missouri, the River Poet Society. Mm-hmm. And they inspired me to continue to pursue poetry a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. And then I heard about NaPoRiMo and I was like, well, this seems like an excuse to get enough poems to put together into a book. And basically the way it works is you write a poem every day in April. And you can really write whatever you want, but if you follow Writer's Digest, they provide prompts every day. Oh, really? And I usually always tried to follow the prompts and then post them on their website the very first year that I did it to try and kind of raise awareness of what I was doing. But the second year, I kept them to myself because I was trying to put them in my poetry book. Right. But it was a really great inspiration and just expanded my mind and what I was able to do with my poetry. And I did... Eventually, after two years of doing it, plus some other poems that I had, was able to have enough for a full poetry collection. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Now, that is different, or, or is it tied in with the, with the book that you have out now? My book that I have out now, my new release, In the Deluge, is my collection of poetry. It is based around themes of water and overcoming emotional floods, and it's really based a lot on my own personal connections to water. I was born during the flood of 93. Really? And and I felt like that really inspired my family and the way that they raised me, and I just love rainstorms so much and identify with water. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't tie too terribly much into the unlife of William Moore, though you might find a few references in there every now and then. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so what was it like just, you know, when you took on that challenge, what was it like during the first few days? Honestly, at the very first few days as I was trying to follow the writing prompts, I'm a little bit of a rebel when it comes to people trying to tell me, write this. Yeah. But the way that Writer's Digest did it is they just kind of give you a word or a phrase or even like a number, just something very vague to roll with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you interpret that in like a different way, you can kind of bounce off of that without you know being forced to like write a haiku today. Just like, no, we're just going to give you a very basic theme. Mm-hmm. And eventually I was able to kind of go with the flow. Sometimes 
sometimes I didn't always like the prompts, but yeah. sometimes I liked the poetry that came out of them. Oh, that's great. That's great. And as you were going, like you, you were getting more and more of a, of a feeling of, were you getting like a rhythm to it as you were going? Oh, kind of. There was one day, and it was towards the end, it was like April 28th or something, really crazy, mm-hmm. where I had just been really distracted that day, hadn't written my poem yet. I don't think I had even checked the prompt at that point. And it was about 11.55 at night when I realized I didn't write my poem today, Uh-oh. and I'm about to lose my NaPoRimo. But luckily I whipped out a poem real quick, and it was actually a pretty decent poem for writing it in like two minutes. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And so once you finished, you you went through the 30 days, you got that 30th poem done. How did you celebrate? I think just honestly the book. like Because yeah. it just felt like such a great feeling to have that many poems to be able to work with. Because not every poem that I wrote that month was a banger. Like of the 30 poems that I wrote that month possibly even 31 just because of the way that NaPoRimo works mm-hmm. like maybe only 15 of them are good and then mm-hmm. maybe only like 10 of them were like bangers you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but it was really great to be able to go back and find a common theme to be able to put them in my books because even the all of the bangers didn't make it into the book because yeah. they didn't fit with the theme that I was going for with the water theme excellent excellent and so so once you once you were able to kind of differentiate like which ones were good, which ones weren't as good, and everything, what were you able to do from them with them since then? Something I did was not only did I want an overall theme in the book, but I also wanted to separate them into like sub chapters with their own individual themes that mm-hmm. encompass the whole theme. So the whole theme of water and overcoming emotional floods is kind of the theme of the book, but each chapter yeah. is based on a body of water plus an emotion. Oh, nice. So like there's a chapter of the oceans of wrath, there's a chapter of sea of sorrows, and I would piece together those ones. And sometimes they could fit in more than one chapter, and I had to decide which one it was that I wanted to put it in. Right. Gotcha. Now, I have been, I've been always, you know, very, have nothing but respect for, for poets, you know, themselves, because, like, it's something that I've tried, and I've gotten, like, a few of them done. Like, I mean, they were more writing assignments than anything from creative writing classes. But it's, it's very rare for me to really kind of get anything out in a form of poetry. Um, what do you, what do you have to suggest to those who want to, want to try poetry themselves yeah I, I definitely had issues with that like I have always identified as a writer as an author those are easy things to identify as and even though I have written poetry I always had a hard time calling myself a poet because writers are kind of like down here in the normal verse and poetry and poets just seem to be like up in space somewhere with their ethereal magical words that they write and I mm-hmm. had a hard time putting myself up there but honestly what helped me get there was joining a local poetry group where basically because I'm in the president and Hannibal Writers Guild, so I'm always mm-hmm. kind of honestly like learning all the time, teaching others, like trying to better my craft all the time, all the time. But then when I joined the poetry group, it was more about experiencing the writing yeah. and appreciating the writing and listening to others and seeking inspiration. And that honestly helped me a lot because it helped me backtrack from analyzing the words too much to feeling the words. Gotcha. And they also gave me a lot of inspiration, too, with their feedback and their comments. It's like, well, maybe I am actually a poet, because these people seem to actually like my poetry, and it was really uplifting. There you go. And as also a president of the Missouri Writers Guild for, for a period of time, like it w- I definitely know what you mean when it comes to being a president of an organization and everything, and always having to focus on that part of it, mm-hmm. instead of actually like really kind of get you know delving into the writing itself. Mm-hmm. 
So that's that's great that you have an outlet for that. So what what is what is next for you? Next, honestly, like from being inspired from the poetry book, I am continuing to write poetry, and I also illustrated my own book, and I really am enjoying doing the illustrations. I'm continuing to make illustrations, mm-hmm. so I honestly might have another poetry book coming out in the near future. Cool. I do have another dark urban fantasy that I'm working on. I'm trying; it's a trilogy. Book one is done, The Blood Knight, but I'm working on book two. But I kind of want to have it finished before I publish book one, just so I don't wreck on myself. <laughs> so is this? So this is. Separate from Unlife? It is separate from the Unlife. They are yeah. both technically vampire novels, but they have entirely different lures. There's no real overlap except for like one little Easter egg reference that I poke in there for oh, fun. Oh, fun. Those are always good. Mm-hmm. Those are always a lot of fun to do. Have you done Have you done like live readings of your poetry? Yes, I have. During the first NapoRimo that I did, I at the end of every week, I would read the poems on my Facebook page and I believe also on YouTube. Just, just the seven poems that I did that week and mm-hmm. talk about what inspired them, what the prompt was, and it was a lot of fun. I had oh, some that's fun interactions. that's a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. That is such a great way to do it. just kind of like keeps you going. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, with, with National Novel Writing Month, you, ha- you don't really, you can't really do that mm-hmm. because no one wants to hear everything that you've been writing for that period of time, especially as too many people really, you know, need to remember, it is a first draft. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like, it's not like what you're going to be reading is going to be something that they're going to be reading on the bookshelves anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's great that you're able to do that to kind of keep the momentum going for you. Yeah, and even something I did uh, several times during NaPoRimo to try to inspire myself to continue working on The Blood Knight because I really want to get that finished and out mm-hmm. is I would write poems related to the book so that, that some of them are kind of Easter eggs for me that I know what, that this is about these certain characters and maybe you might be able to put that connection in later that, ah, that, that was kind of an Easter egg and little spoiler for what would happen in this book. So oh, that was fun. kind of fun, too. Very cool. Very cool. So, and where can where can my listeners find you on social media? Yes, I am Dana Lockhart. My website is www.danalockhart.com. I am on Facebook. I'm also on X and Instagram as Dana Lockhart 411 Mm-hmm. Excellent. Just like just like what Dana was saying, that there are various ways to really kind of get your work out there. It's not just NaNoWriMo, but if you are interested at all in poetry, then give the NaPoRimo challenge a try. You can do that every April. You can even pick a month and just do it as long as it's 30 days. And go ahead and knock it out because... You never know what's, what sort of writing is going to grab you, what sort of writing is going to inspire you. And just as long as something keeps you going, then as long as you keep going, then you got yourself a win. So for Dana Lockhart, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.